Uppercut Podcast, we are back. We're finally fucking back after missing the episode. I think this is the first episode that we've missed. Now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. it at, at least for a while. I mean, we might have mi- missed one early. Yeah, I was supposed yeah. to say, we usually have like one guy short here and there, just like we do tonight. But I think missing a complete episode, this might be the first one. Yeah. Fucking yeah. life catches up. <laughs> yeah, and the uppercut boys, we're in a little bit of a in a trouble in paradise right now. We got Max, who's a Celtics fan, Jeff, who's a Lakers fan, and I'm a Miami Heat fan. So we're kind of it's going to be <laughs> yeah. a some trials and tribulations between the boys over the next week or so. <laughs> Dude, me and Max are going to be fucking going at each other's necks. I can see it coming. Yeah, no doubt. I'm ready for fucking Jimbo to send the seeds back in though. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, me too. And I want to talk about one thing before we're going to dive into this week's past card. Um, let's talk about, real quick, this fucking horrendous potential matchup between Corey Sanhagen and Umar Namagamadov. Jeff, Jeez. let me know what the fuck you're thinking about that. Well, I, I mean, it's horrendous, but it's what Corey wants. So he's like, he's said multiple times that he's got that, like, champion men- mentality where he's taking anything on any and all fucking oncomers and like any fucking up and comers. So, I mean, I guess it, I kind of want to say it's kind of a sweet play by Corey. I fucking, dude, it takes some fucking goal to be like, yeah, I'm going to take on the guy that no one wants to fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That being said, poor fucking poor Dukes, because <laughs> I'm not sure if he has a chance. Yeah, it's a complete shot in the dark coming from a guy like him who doesn't really need to do it. And I be- I was thinking, I bet Dana's looking his chops at this because this is doing nothing but preserving his boy O'Malley. It's preserving yeah. O'Malley perfectly. And you're still fucking building up Dr. Umar and America made off. I mean, <laughs> like, there's only like two guys who you don't want fucking O'Malley to fight, and that's Sanhagen or Marab. And. It's lining up perfectly right now. Still wishing all the best for Sanhagen. Hopefully he gets his title shot here soon, but I don't know why the fuck he's doing that. I mean, he is a true warrior. I got to give him that. Yeah, no doubt. The same, man, the same man goes out banging. It doesn't matter who. <laughs> fuck yeah, he does. Well, let's jump into this main event and talk about the true man of the night, Jouten Almeida. Holy fucking shit, dude. All I kept thinking while I'm watching this fight, I'm like, th- this guy has got to be the most slept-on prospect the last three years. Like, everyone, with all the hype of Hamzat, Sugar Sean, Patty, like, I feel like we yeah. all, including me, completely overlooked this guy. There's only probably a few real die-diehards who are into this guy. I was not one of them. Holy shit, dude. He, of all those guys that I just listed, I'm pretty sure has the highest chance of having an actual title reign. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, the way that he's just fucking made it look like a breeze, his, his like, window is kind of perfect for, like, the exit of John Jones, so he won't really, he's really getting, like, the telltale end of John Jones if he even, if they even cross paths. And, dude, the heavyweight grapplers are so fucking bad. Holy shit, dude. He, he's been slicing through them like absolute butter. What's it been? Two strikes he's been he's absorbed? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean the only problem is is he's moving up, but as we can see, fucking lifting up two sixty five is no problem to him. He's been fucking ragdolling fucking some big boys. And this past weekend he did it to Biggie Boy, so I mean <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, and I was thinking, like, in recent memory, the probably the last real, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu heavyweight had to have been Fabricio Verdum, and he went down as one of the best ever. So, like, yeah. I, his, like Dalton Almeida's path to victory and path to a championship right now, there was only a few guys who I think can really give him trouble, like, maybe Curtis Blades, maybe Aspinall because he mixes it up well. Yeah. I don't even know about Ciro right now, to be honest. Dude, fuck no. After he just fucking knelt, bent over for fucking John Jones, hell no. See, and that's insane. Like, Because if you would have told me last year that there's going to be some guy who you never fucking heard of. Yeah, some guy who's Ciro fucking Garm. losing in light heavyweight right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go up in weight and fucking absolutely ragdoll the whole division. Yes. Like, I, it's so crazy because when you look at the guys in the top 15, I think he beats like 13 of them. Like <laughs> thirteen of these guys right now, he is just yeah. a man amongst boys. I, there's not even much more to say about this guy. He is so insanely good, and like you said, his timeline is lining up perfectly. Where he's probably going to end up like Islam, where he just is going to be a dominant champ and have a long run. There's only going to be a few guys who have stuff to throw at him. I don't even know about Pavlovich. Like, yeah, I, I mean, like we like we said, we haven't really seen Pavlovich fucking test it on the ground since what. Overeem in his first ever fight. Yeah, and I that wasn't even like really tested. He just fucking ground pounded him. Yeah, and I, like that fight was so long ago. It's like, is it even a real like like Islam yeah. got knocked out early? It's like, is yeah, that even a real like, gauge of like who you are as a fighter? No, at not this at point? all. Yeah, Jout now made. I mean, holy fucking shit, dude. He's caught my attention. I'm a fan. He seems like a good dude, too. He has a very good mindset for fighting, and he is ragdolling motherfuckers in the heavyweight. Definitely got to, I mean, he's not even a guy to watch out for anymore. That wouldn't be a good expression. He is going to be the champ within the next two years, I would think. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. He, this, what's the streak up to now? It's something crazy, right? Let's see. John made a streak. Is... One, two, three, four, five, like fucking 12. Dude, I don't even fucking know. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and I just think I think the one guy who could give him any trouble on the ground is the guy at the top right now with the belt, and he's going to fight maybe two more fights. Yeah. Like, because even if he fought a guy like Sergey Spivak, he can't, Spivak can't out-grapple him. He can maybe out-wrestle him, yeah. but he can't out-grapple him. Yeah, no way. I, yeah, I don't know where you fucking, how you stop a huge, just, Jiu-Jitsu specialist like this. Yeah, he, he's like, insanely he's good. Got he's got like a he's got just the perfect something different for the division. Yeah, he does something fresh too. And uh, is there anyone you want to see him fight next? Oh, I don't even know because what was Jorginho ranked before this? Jorginho's nine. Almeida was twelve, and the rankings update tomorrow. So. Damn. I know he oh, he called oh out God, to Ivasa. I don't want him to kill to Ivasa, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> My idea, I really want him to fight Blades. I think that'd be a great fight. Yeah. Great yeah. next fight for him. Yeah, that that is honestly a great one. I mean, I feel like for some reason he's going to get fucking Volkov. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he manhandles Drago, too. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. Yeah, he's realistically probably only a fight away from a title. So I anticipate whoever he fights next, he's going to win. He's getting a title shot after that, no matter who's the champ. Yeah. 
All right, let's jump into this co-main event. An absolute disappointment from a guy that I know there's mixed feelings around this guy around the MMA world, but I like him. I'm an Anthony Smith guy. What the flying fuck was that, Jeff? Give us a little breakdown of what the hell yeah. happened. I mean, I I feel kind of bad because reading that fucking, what you call it, tweet and how he said, you're coming after my family and shit, it could have really been a fucking like PTSD flashback in that fight. Yeah. And also the fact that like he um, like he almost put the gloves down. You saw him take them off, kind of semi-retire and then not. Yeah. I mean, he could just be out of it mentally. And I mean, I'm number one Anthony Smith hater, but that's kind of that's really fucking sad to see. Yeah, and Jeff's referring to uh, Anthony Smith. I think it was before his last fight. His fight before yeah. this, uh, his house got broken into, and he had to fight the guy. And he said it was the most terrifying fight of his whole entire life. This is coming from a guy who's he's thirty six and eighteen just professionally. So that is insane for him to say something like that. And yeah, I it is and, sad to say, but it did yeah. almost look like maybe he was having a PTSD flashback. Yeah, because that exchange in the fucking that little exchange where you yelled, "You're come, you're trying to, you're trying to take my family or whatever." That that was like, uh, like that felt, fucked. Yeah, it felt very ominous. It was very oddly specific, and it was, you could tell Johnny Walker had no clue what the fuck he was talking yeah. about either. Like he was just like, what? But Johnny Walker, I mean, with all that being said about Anthony Smith, you still have to win a fight, and Johnny Walker won unanimously. It was a thirty yeah. twenty seven. And me. honestly, it's kind of weird seeing Johnny Walker not being, dude. First of all, not going for the kill. The whole fight, I mean, dude, he had Anthony out of there. Literally. Oh, yeah. Walking, barely walking. Fucking limping on a fucking absolute flat tire the whole time. He was killing that league leg, and Anthony, could he couldn't switch stance. He was, like, frozen. Yeah, and, and like, going into this fight, I don't think I would have ever guessed, even given the reach advantage, that Johnny Walker would figure out the distance against a guy like Anthony Smith. Just from, like, the fighting prowess, I would have never thought that. He completely outclassed him. Yeah. Like and, dude, if I had Johnny Walker by fucking KO, I, I would have popped a blood vessel in my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> this fight would have killed me, dude. Dude, well, he got him, and he almost finished the fight just like he finished the one before, where he was throwing the yeah. walkie overhand fucking yeah. hammer And fist. then even at the end, he almost finished him again. Yeah. And just yeah. then it. He hit him with that crazy flying knee and then just didn't follow up. He kind of like felt bad. It almost felt like. Yeah. And Johnny Walker, I mean, you still have to win. And he won unanimously. He's really paving a good path for himself. It's really, really hard once you like. Dude, that I like. I feel like everyone can't get that knockout of him out of their head. Dude. It's really hard to climb your way back to the top after after something like that. I think he's doing it, though. I really think yeah, he's setting I, himself up to have a huge fight after this. Yeah, I mean, I like I like that he fought really smart this fight. Yeah. Honestly, even though he didn't go in for the fucking kill, I like that he fought smart. Yeah, he showed a, shot of, a side of himself we haven't seen yet. And I keep hearing rumblings of Jamal Hill and Yeri. I mean, that leaves a couple guys open. You got Magomed still open. Rakic, Alexander Rakic's got to make a comeback at some point. Yeah, I, I definitely like that matchup once he comes back. Rakic and Johnny Walker? Yeah, I think that would be like a perfect little gauge to see where Rakic is. Yeah. We, we really know where Walker is. Yeah. 
And and it would be a good gauge to see if Walker actually maybe he's changed a little bit. Maybe his fighting yeah. style is being also, a little more yeah. reserved now. If he can stop a guy like Rakic, why he's on the phone? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I would love to see him in a big matchup next and see if maybe this, maybe he's finally coming to life. This is his time to do it. I think he might. And with that embarrassing knockout comes a good caveat, though. It makes a great storyline for a rematch. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's no reason he couldn't get a rematch out of that. All yeah, right, he's like the only guy with a fucking, like, made storyline against Jamal Hill now. Yeah, there's no one with any kind of storyline. Unless fucking Al Fiera goes up. Yeah, which is always possible. I mean, you never know with that guy. Yeah. Let's jump into this next one. We got we had Daniel Rodriguez taking on Ian Gary, and I am still Ooh. still dumbfounded that this guy called it out before and then walked us through like we were all children, not in an offensive way. After though, how he was going to do it, and that was the way he did it. Yeah, Ian he's Gary, ridiculous. Holy. Fuck, dude, Ian Gary. Holy shit, he is insane. He is an insanely good striker. He is smart as anything. And I could not believe he's still only 25. Yeah, I mean, his his fucking IQ when striking is well beyond his years, dude. Oh, yeah. And one of... I was going to say, one of the bad things that we had to take away from this fight, though, is... I'm a D-Rod guy. This is probably the demise of D-Rod. Let's be real yeah, here. No doubt. I mean, let's be real. He he didn't win that fight against Leach. No. And he's so 36 he, years old. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, the only thing I'm hoping out of this, I love watching Ian Gary's rise to the top, and I love watching Della Maddalena's rise to the top. God damn, I hope these dumbasses who make these fights don't want to schedule them soon. Like, I hope yeah, they don't I, try to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think they won't do it until one gets the belt, but who fucking knows at this point? <laughs> well, well, right now it's supposed to be Della Madalena and Sean Brady, but I don't know if that's official or not yet. Yeah, and I don't know if I even want to see that. <laughs> so, I, I might as well fucking pick my poison. I, I got to see one of my favorites fucking get Della Bomb. <laughs> yeah, dead ass. Uh, yeah, Ian Gary, I mean, there's... There's so much to say about this guy. He's such a good personality. Uh, obviously, the Irish fans are huge fans of the MMA. He's such a smart fighter. He just dismantles guys. He's 12-0 and 0 right now as a professional. I would love to see him matched up with like a big name that maybe... I don't want to say they're feeding someone to him, but it seems like he can still beat. Like maybe Wonder Boy, maybe Jeff I, Neal. I, I like the Neil Magny call-out. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little too much too soon, but... Dude, fuck it. If he's the real deal, he's the real deal. And he'll find out against Neil like they all do. The only thing I don't like about that call out is isn't Neil Magny scheduled to fight Phil Rowe right now? Yep. Like, if he loses that and then they still fight, like, say Neil Magny loses to Phil Rowe, still fights Ian Gary and then wins, that might derail this hype train. Yeah. That's a good point. It's hard to but come back. I feel back like from he's got to fight the winner of that. Yeah, no I, I, what. I like Jeff Neal, too. I think that'd be an awesome fight to watch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, no doubt. Hands of Steel, Neal versus Ian Gary. The only thing I'm scared about is Ian does get fucking clipped still. He yes. Got, he got caught one. Dude, you can't do that with fucking Hands of Steel. Fuck no. 
I'm just I'm worried about guys like Ian Gary and Della Maddalena getting propelled to the top a little too quick. I don't want them to get thrown to like yeah. like I don't want one of them to get thrown to like Bilal in the meantime. Like, well, I mean, I, like like I've said many times, I think anyone beats fucking Bilal with their hand behind their back, <laughs> except fucking except poor Gilbert Burns on that one night. Poor <laughs> Gilby, dude. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, let's but, jump into what was the opening fight of the main card. We had Alex Morono taking on Tim Means. God damn, Alex Morono, dude. He is a strange fucking cat. He reminds yeah. me so much of, uh, you remember Alexander Hernandez who knocked out Darius in his first fight? Yeah. That's, like, exactly who he reminds me of. I can't, like, yeah. cannot figure this guy out. When he's on, he's on. But when he's off, he's he looks terrible. He's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Like I don't even know what to say about this guy. He's such a he's such a strange guy to try to analyze. And he like his striking's been getting a lot better later in his career, so I think people kind of forget that he's a submission tactician and a wrestler. And then he th- throws this in the second round. Yeah, I mean, he's so like hit or miss every fucking fight, like you said. It's so hard to gauge where he's going to be at, at each, going into each fight. Yeah, he's just one of them guys. You just watch him and enjoy the ride. Like I don't, he's not going to be a champion. He's not going to be a welterweight champ. There's no way, no shot of that. But just get excited when you see him because something's going to happen. You're flipping a coin <laughs> for the best. Yeah, and I mean, I hope he can finally like is finally starting to catch another like little little uh, what you call it, little momentum. I want to say, yeah. Yeah. Trying to catch a little momentum after that fucking Ponzinibbio knockout, but I mean, how old is thirty two? Eh, he's still he's still well within his prime. I, I think he might be able to catch a little momentum going. Yeah, he it's might just, be able to fight a couple of It's so hard guys. in that welterweight division too though. Yeah, it's killer be kills that in the band. Like we were saying, you got animals like fucking Ian Gary, Jeff Hands of Steel, Neil, fucking Yeah. But I still think he beats Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> Alex Werner, Blah Muhammad, you heard it here first. Yep. Oh, shit. Almost skipped one of the best knockouts of the main card, actually. We had Carlos Alberg taking on Ehor Potier. Holy shit, dude. I think Jeez. we were all pretty high on... I, I know we missed the preview episode, but I think we were all pretty high on Alberg coming into this. He could really, really be another dark horse in one of these divisions. Like, he sticks in this light heavyweight division that lacks talent up top. He could be another dark horse that could make some big fights over the next couple of years. Yeah, no doubt. His striking's just insanely good, and we've seen where, like, just not that Jamal Hill is only a striker, but he's mainly a striker. We've seen where striking gets you in this division. Like, it lacks. Yeah. I mean, like we said, there's no fucking, no grapplers. Like, the higher you go, it feels like. Right. Yeah, and, like, there's some guys who just, like, in my opinion, like, if you put Carlos Allberg against Jimmy Crute, I'm feeling pretty good about Allberg going into that fight. Yeah, I think he's sending Jimmy Crute's head into a third row. <laughs> like, he's just a guy, I think over the next couple of years, you're going to have to watch out for him. He's, he might get a couple of performance and night bonuses. And if he rattles off a couple wins, I mean, why can't he fight a couple top 10 guys? After watching, I hate to double down on him, but after watching Anthony Smith's performance, there's guys like Paul Craig who are still in the top 10. I mean, why can't he be one of those guys? Yeah, no doubt. I yeah. Oberg's a fucking animal, and I'm, I'm glad we got a little, little city kickboxing in the light heavyweight division. 
Me too. I like Allberg. He's he's another one I really like his personality too. Yeah, no doubt. All them fucking New England guys, dude. I love them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Except Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> dude, oh my god, he's about to get ragged by his girl. They're looking like. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you should eat them with the fucking. Who just got hit with that Bezos last year? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's in them with the Bezos, half of all your assets, dummy. <laughs> Damn, should have got a prenup. <laughs> Let's jump into this prelim card. We're only going to go over a few fights of the prelim card, but we'll jump into what were the more exciting ones. We had Matt Brown taking on Court McGee. Was there a more deserving guy on this card who could have got the performance of the night bonus? Yeah, I mean, him or fucking Brian Battle. Yeah, agreed completely. Matt Brown tied Derek Lewis for the most knockouts in UFC history. He did. I, this was so crazy when I read this. He debuted on the Ultimate Fighter Rampage vs. Forest. Yeah, that is I fucking remember, insane. Dude, I remember rewatching that fucking. Oh man, a couple years ago, in the middle of the night, I fucking bench a whole bunch of them, and I remember seeing him on that. I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" dude that's some great names on that one. Dude, that doesn't even seem like it was in the same lifetime. Like, it seems like something you're watching yeah. and recording from, like, the it, 80s. It look, it's so funny. It, that's, like, one of those seasons where it's almost like an M- MTV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of those super early ones. I, I just, I was so happy he got the performance of the night, and he got that performance at 42. He really fucking deserved it. That was just a feel-good moment on the card. Another super big feel-good moment on the card. Brian Battle, he's back. I'm so happy that I think Dude. me, you, and Max are all diehard Brian Battles. Yeah, I mean, that last fight was just a fucking cash grab. Let's be real here. Yeah, I mean, it was an impossible task on short notice. Yeah, he was definitely just trying to get a little cash before fucking the holidays. Who can blame him? But yep. coming back here in front of the home crowd as an underdog, oh, what a fucking performance. And... Dude, what is Green doing just rushing him? He is a fucking wild boy for that, dude. Dude, it reminded me so much of Andrade last week. Like, just like yeah, no game plan, just swinging for the fences. They're not fucking. Dude, and how about Brian Battle's fucking in-sync Justin Timberlake frosted tips, dude? It oh made it God, all the, the better. Battle? It made it all the better. It was recorded as the sixth fastest finish in UFC history, like you said, in front of his hometown. Brian Battle was so emotional after his win. He was tearing up. You could tell he really wanted this. Uh, another guy I was so happy for. Such a bright point of the card. That's another season of Puff I kind of really love for some reason. I mean, it might just be because of Petrosky, but, dude, that fucking season of Puff, I love all the guys, bro. With him and uh, Treshawn Gore? Yeah, and fucking Petrosky, all of them. Yeah, that was a great one. That was just a couple years ago, too. Yeah. Jeff, did you want to tell us a little bit about this Gion Kim, Mandy Boom? Oh, my fucking God. I mean, what was the first points taken away for? Hold on. I'll look into it. Dude, I didn't I can't remember the first it on the rewatch. But the second point was the knee. The yeah, knee wait, heard round why the, the fuck was it point? I, I could the not figure it out. The knee ended the fight, and you don't end it by fucking DQ? Yeah, I, I could not figure out what the fuck was going on. I kept I mean, thinking the same thing. I I don't even fucking care if fucking Boom sold it or whatever you want to say, because who cares? There was an illegal strike. It was it was a disqualification if you fucking 
it, it should have been. I mean, I, 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 I show no sympathy, uh, sympathy for fucking any like illegal strikes like that, especially a crazy one to the head. So I, I'm not really caring about the whole acting job out of boom that people want to say, but just how do you not end it like that? And then my thing was, even if she was acting, so what? Like she was clearly losing that fight. What, what are you supposed to do in that scenario? You're like, Oh, here's how I win right here. Be fucking Lionheart. Look, honestly, I hate the, (laughs) it's like fucking, (laughs) it's that whole fucking goofy fucking nice guys get nowhere fucking argument. Like, God damn it. Look where Lionheart's at right now. Exactly. Exactly. Bandy He could have been champion. Yep. In my opinion, Mandy Boom did the right move there. She was getting dominated. It was nice to sell it. I mean, not the most integrity probably with that move, but fuck it. You're losing a fight. That's how you're going to win. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, it, it. I'm just beyond baffled about their fucking officiating in this one. And let's talk about one more baffling thing before we get off here tonight, too. Uh, tell me a little bit about Jessica Rose Clark and where she's at at this point in her career. Dude. Oh, God. Fucking hopefully never on the ground. I'm not sure if she's going to be in the UFC much longer, honestly. Like she's cooked, right? Like, I. She, she's a great name. I mean, it might be just because of her Instagram, but she's a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, she is a turd on the ground, bud. Yeah, and I mean, she had her run, her last win was two years ago, and she's 35. She's on a three-fight ball streak. She, and I mean, she almost got armbarred again. That would have been, what, four in a row? Yeah, I think three in a row. I think it would have been three in a row. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is insane. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We'll be back later this week with a preview of the upcoming card. Thanks for listening.